This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Nestled amidst the rugged terrain of Rajasthan, India, where the golden sands of the Tar Desert stretch endlessly, lies a place shrouded in mystique and dread. Its name resonates through the ages like an eerie whisper on the desert winds, striking fear into the hearts of all who hear it. Bangar Fort. This ancient citadel, now in ruins, bears witness to a chilling tale of love, betrayal, and a curse that has lingered for centuries. Bangar Fort, a once grand bastion of architectural splendor, now stands as a haunting relic of a bygone era. Its towering walls adorned with intricate carvings and delicate latticework once welcomed traders, nobles, and travelers from across the subcontinent. But beneath its exquisite facade lies a darkness that has driven away even the bravest of souls. The tale of Bangar Fort is a story of two star-crossed lovers, a powerful sorcerer, and an unspeakable curse that has plagued this place for generations. As the sun sets over the arid landscape, casting long shadows upon the crumbling stones of Bangar Fort, the spirits of the past awaken. Join us as we step back in time and delve into the enigma that is Bangar Fort, where history and the supernatural intertwine. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we are discussing Bangar Fort. This ancient structure from the 17th century holds the title as India's most haunted location. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination. But hopefully, not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at carmencarrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters, both ancient and modern. Chloe, Daniel, and Stephen had been friends since the sixth grade. Their friendship had certainly not been intentional on Chloe's part, as it started with Daniel and Stephen picking on her while she tried to read her horror books under a tree in the playground. The two boys thought her awkward silence and love for reading made her a good target and an outlet for their constant shenanigans. Don't you get enough of that crap in class? were Stephen's first words to her. She is so stupid. She must practice extra hard to keep up, Daniel quickly added. God, yes, 
I find it extremely hard to keep up with such intellectuals as yourselves, was the only response that Chloe gave the two boys, which caused them to take her book and throw it over the schoolyard fence, an event that triggered constant such attacks over the next few years. Eventually, it became more playful, and the constant cut-downs and banter became a normal part of the day. Soon the boys began hanging out with Chloe on the weekends, as they all lived in the same neighborhood, and there were not a lot of other kids in the area to associate with. She would tell them about her love for all scary things, and talk to them into having horror movie nights. Every Saturday night, they would take turns going to each other's houses for horror movie marathons, an event that was always under adult supervision, because Chloe's mother was deeply concerned that her daughter's only companions were boys. Eventually, her love of ghosts and ghouls started to rub off on Daniel and Stephen. It wasn't long before they decided to bring their own unique brand of entertainment into the mix. It took some time, but eventually, they talked Chloe into helping them break into a local haunted house, an event that Chloe first deemed as criminal. And she reminded them that such actions were not what responsible humans would do. Stephen replied by saying, Guess you're just too scared to see a real ghost. It's okay. Go watch your movies. Me and Daniel will find the real thing. Chloe wasn't about to let them have the satisfaction of calling her a coward. So with that, she agreed to go. It ended up just being an old rundown house infested with roaches. But it sparked an interest in the three of them that would last into adulthood. Chloe would do the research on scary places in the area while Stephen and Daniel would plan out ways to get there and get in, even if it meant bending the law. They would film and document everything they saw and heard. Most of the time, the actual events were lackluster, but they loved the rush. It went on like this until the days of college came. For a few years, they fell out of contact with each other, busy with studies and making new friends in their new locations. That was until Chloe texted Stephen one night. She told him she might have the biggest one yet, and wanted to meet up with him and Daniel to discuss it. Stephen was reluctant, but agreed, because in truth, he really missed his friends. Daniel was also quick to jump on the opportunity. So that Friday evening, Stephen drove to Daniel's dorm, which was only an hour from his school, and then together they made the four-hour journey back home. Once they were there, it didn't take long to find Chloe. She was at the same diner she used to be at every other night. Walking in, the two young men were greeted with a huge smile from Chloe. Daniel started laughing. We knew we'd find you here. To which she answered, I love this place. It's been too long. After a round of warm hugs, the trio were into talking about what life had turned into for them, sharing all the funny stories and everything that had not worked out like they had hoped. Stephen finally asked the question, So what is this important thing that you have planned? Chloe gave an intriguing grin and said that her grandmother in India had invited her to come stay with her for a couple of weeks. Both boys lit up and began telling her how great it was. Chloe had always wanted to visit her family's homeland and had talked about it so much over the years that the two boys knew how much it would mean to her. Though she stopped them and said, but there's more. She explained that near her grandmother's house was a place that might provide the greatest hunt that any of them would ever get the opportunity to see. Apparently, 
While she was doing research into the area she would be staying in, something popped up that was unexpected. The most haunted place in India. Chloe said it with awe in her voice. Both men gave a curious look. Then Stephen smiled and said, That's great, Chloe. Daniel looked around and then asked, What kind of haunting? Chloe told them the story of a dark wizard who fell in love, but it got messed up, so he cursed the land. You know, the usual. She said in a normal tone with a smile, because they all knew there was nothing usual about a wizard's curse. Is this trip something that either one of you would be willing to do? She asked, hopefully. Daniel looked shocked, but perked up and said, Hell yeah! Without hesitation, Chloe clapped her hands together and laughed with enthusiasm. They both then looked at Stephen, who was still quiet. He looked up from the table they were sitting at and spoke. I hope the weather is nice in India this time of year. The three friends laughed and began making plans, discussing all the things they were going to have to put off and excuses they would have to make up to miss school. Excitement was in the air, but there was also a lot of work and stress to make it happen. Stephen and Daniel's stay arrangements would be less than great, given they would not be permitted to stay with Chloe at her grandmother's, and none of them had a lot of money. Though, over the next few weeks, everything came together, and it wasn't long until they were boarding a flight to India. 20 hours of sitting on a jet did not sound like fun, but it was necessary to reach a great adventure that they felt was desperately needed. The journey to India was long and tiring, but the excitement kept the trio going. The drive to Chloe's parents' childhood home in the village of Gola Kabas was an adventure in itself. The road wound through lush fields, small villages, and occasionally passed by ancient temples, giving the travelers a glimpse of the rich culture and history in the region. Chloe sat in the passenger seat, her anticipation palpable. Stephen and Daniel chatted animatedly in the back, their excitement matching hers. As they turned onto a narrow road flanked by swaying trees, Chloe's heart raced. The road led to memories she had heard about from her parents, stories that had shaped her understanding of her own roots. Chloe, are you okay? Stephen asked, noticing her pensive expression. Yeah. It's just, this is the first time I'm visiting my parents' childhood home. It's a little surreal. Chloe's breath caught as the vehicle came to a stop in front of a two-story house with a terracotta roof and ornate carvings on its facade. Vines climbed up the walls and colorful flowers lined the pathway leading to the front door. Chloe's grandmother emerged from the front door, her eyes lighting up as she saw her granddaughter and her friends. She rushed forward, enveloping Chloe in a warm embrace. Welcome, my dear. I've been waiting for this day. Chloe hugged her grandmother tightly, feeling an overwhelming sense of connection to her roots. I'm so happy to be here, Nani. As they stepped inside, the interior was a blend of traditional decor and modern comforts. The aroma of spices lingered in the air, and the walls were adorned with family photographs and intricate artwork. Over a sumptuous meal, Chloe, Stephen, and Daniel listened to her grandmother's stories of the past. As the evening sun painted the sky in hues of orange and pink, Chloe's grandmother smiled at the trio. So tomorrow you want to visit Bangar Fort 
a place rich with history and mystery? She asked. Chloe exchanged a glance with Stephen and Daniel, their eagerness evident. Yes, Nani. We can't wait to see the supposed most haunted place in India. Have you ever seen anything strange there? Her grandmother's eyes held a mixture of fondness and caution as she responded. My dear, I have only ever visited Bangar Fort during the day. You see, the place has a reputation for being cursed, and it's said that entering the fort after dark is dangerous. Chloe's friends exchanged intrigued glances, leaning in to listen more closely. I've heard stories of eerie occurrences and strange happenings within the fort's walls, her grandmother continued. Locals often warn against entering after sunset, as it's believed that the spirits of the past come alive in the darkness. Chloe's curiosity deepened and she asked, but have you never been tempted to go in at night and see for yourself? Her grandmother's expression became more serious. Some say that entering the fort after dark could bring harm or even lead to being sucked into the spirit world and trapped forever. Not to mention no one is permitted to stay there after dark anyway. Chloe's friends exchanged intrigued yet cautious glances, absorbing the weight of her grandmother's words. During the day, the fort is beautiful and mesmerizing, her grandmother continued. The architecture, the history, and the views, they all come together to create a unique experience. But as the sun sets and the shadows lengthen, it's best to respect the local beliefs and avoid venturing in. Chloe nodded, a mix of fascination and reverence in her eyes. Thank you for sharing that, Nani. It's a reminder that places like Bangar Fort hold layers of history and spirituality that we might not fully understand. Her grandmother smiled warily. Exactly, my dear. Every place has its own stories and energy. It's important to approach them with an open heart and a sense of respect for the mysteries they hold. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The Bangar Fort is a historical marvel nestled in the Rajasthan state of India, surrounded by the mesmerizing Aravalli Hills. This 16th century fort stands tall as a testament to ancient architecture and engineering. Located at the borders of the Sariska Tiger Reserve in the Alwar district of Rajasthan, 
the Bungar Fort is not for the faint-hearted. But if you love terrifying destinations and greet danger with open arms, you should plan a trip to explore the most haunted place in India. The mystery surrounding this place makes it one of the most mysterious places in India and maybe in the world. As you approach the site, the rugged landscape and rocky terrain give way to the imposing walls and towers of the fort. Rising majestically against the horizon, the fort is surrounded by a dense forest, adding an air of mystique and intrigue to its surroundings. The weathered stone walls, adorned with intricate carvings and delicate motifs, bear witness to the passage of time and the rich cultural heritage of the region. The fort's grand entrance beckons visitors into its realm of history and legends, inviting them to explore the hidden tales that linger within its confines. The hauntingly beautiful yet eerie ambience of the Bungar Fort makes it a captivating destination for history enthusiasts and adventure seekers alike as they step back in time to unravel the secrets and stories held within its ancient walls. Bangar is well known as India's most haunted location. This place has gained fame due to spooky activities and the presence of ghosts. Because of such stories, no one dares to stay here at night. As a matter of fact, overnight stays are not allowed. Once in the precincts of the fort, you will be greeted by the Archaeological Survey of India sign, made of tin and wood boarding. It reads in Hindi, No vehicles are permitted to enter the fort beyond this point. Failure to comply with this instruction can have serious legal consequences. Having parked your vehicle outside, you will be greeted by another sign after walking down a short distance that reads, It is forbidden to enter the borders of the haunted Bangar Fort in Rajasthan, before sunrise and after sunset. Is that not creepy? Decently preserved, for the most part, Bangar's ruins today include several impressive structures, including several temples, public chambers, and the royal palace. While its primary gate is mostly dilapidated, the complex's other points of entry are mostly intact. Upon entrance, visitors will stumble into a variety of temples, including a Hanuman temple, a Ganesh temple, and a Samshwar temple. These structures, adorned with intricate carvings and sculptures, are proof that Bangar is worth visiting, and not just for a scare. Farther inside the fort complex, you will find marketplaces and stunning havelis and mansions. A dancer's chambers and other structures can be seen towards the main entrance areas. The royal palace sits farther inward and is a larger, spookier structure. A variety of legends surround the circumstances under which the sprawling fort complex was abandoned. The fort was built by King Mato Singh, the younger brother of Emperor Akbar's general called Man Singh. It was built after getting approval from ascetic Guru Balu Nath, who meditated at this place. In case you don't know, as I didn't myself, ascetics are practitioners who abandon sensual pleasures and lead an abstinent lifestyle in the pursuit of redemption, salvation, or spirituality. Many ascetics believe the action of purifying the body helps to purify the soul and thus obtain a greater connection with the divine or find inner peace. And according to common folklore, the ascetic made the king swear that the fort shadows would not touch his area of meditation. But the king failed to keep his promise. As soon as the shadows touched his spot, Guru Balu Nath cursed the village to remain roofless. So to this day, if a roof is built anywhere in the fort, it collapses soon after. 
Another story is about Tantric Sengya, a wizard adept in black magic, who was in love with Princess Ratnavati. One day, this young princess decided that it was time for her and her friends to go and buy some itar, essential oil derived from botanical sources. The cunning wizard came up with a plan that involved switching the itar for a love potion. But the princess realized his intentions and kicked the potion up into the air and straight into a nearby boulder, which started to roll, crushing the wizard and killing him. His final words laid a curse on Bongar, so that the town would be destroyed and no one would be able to live within. After some time, the Mughals invaded the city from the north, killing everyone including the princess. The local legends say that the fort is haunted by two ghosts, the wandering spirits of the wizard and the princess, but I would think there may be more. ASI prohibits visitors and residents from remaining in the vicinity of the fort after the sun has set. The threats of legal action are not only hearsay. People say they've heard Bongar ghosts scream, wailing women's voices, bangle sounds in the apartments, and strange smells after dusk. Ghostly shadows, odd lights, and strange music and dance sounds have also been observed. Visitors' repeated spine-chilling experiences cement this fort's place at the apex of Rajasthan's most haunted locales. The brave souls who ventured to stay back after dusk did not return alive the next morning. When you're here, you might marvel at its majestic architecture, yet many say they are burdened with a sense of anxiety, and they often feel anxious and restless. Some visitors even pointed out that they get a weird sense of paranoia, as if somebody is following them around. Reason why? Despite its popularity, visitors avoid hanging around the premises of the fort for long. Speaking with people from close villages will provide you with a wealth of newer, stranger tales and legends. However, it's commonly believed that a few fatal accidents, primarily involving tourists, have occurred in the fort in the past, prompting the Archaeological Survey of India to install a sign barring access between sunset and morning. Locals also tell the story that once three daredevils decided to stay in Bangar Fort premises post-sundown to see if it was really haunted. However, despite being equipped with a torch, one of them fell into a steep well, but was then rescued by his friends who rushed to take him to the hospital. But it seems like it was predestined. All three of them died in a road accident while on their way to the hospital. Spending whole nights on the haunted fort grounds, on the other hand, is an adventure that people indulge in far too frequently. Imagine this, if you were prone to break the rules and sneak in, as you remember the chilling tales and immerse yourself in the haunted history of Bangar Fort, a feeling of trepidation grows within you. The sun begins to set, casting long shadows that seem to stretch toward you like ghostly fingers. A sudden gust of wind sends shivers down your spine, and you can't help but wonder if the spirits of the past are awakening to reclaim their fortress. With a mixture of fear and curiosity, you decide to test your courage and stay within the fort after sunset, determined to experience the infamous haunting for yourself. As darkness engulfs the ancient ruins, the atmosphere takes on a sinister aura, and you can't help but feel a weight on your chest. Your heart races as you explore the dimly lit corridors and hidden chambers. Every creak and groan of the decaying structure sends your imagination into overdrive, 
conjuring visions of restless spirits roaming the forsaken halls. Whispers seem to follow you as you move deeper into the fort, and you begin to question if it was a wise decision to challenge the spirits of Bangar. Fear takes hold, but the thrill of the unknown keeps you going. As the night wears on, strange phenomena begin to unfold around you. Unexplained shadows dart through the corners of your vision, and eerie sounds echo through the darkened passages. You can't be sure if your mind is playing tricks on you, or if something truly supernatural is at play. In the distance, you hear the faint sound of bangles jingling, and the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. You remember the tales of welling women's voices, and a sense of dread washes over you. The fort's haunted reputation now feels very real, and you find yourself questioning your decision to challenge the spirits. With each passing moment, the fort's grip on you tightens, and you realize that you may have underestimated the power of the supernatural. Your heart pounds in your chest, and you yearn for the safety of daylight. As the night reaches its darkest hour, an unsettling presence seems to envelop the entire fort. You catch glimpses of ghostly figures flitting in and out of the shadows, and the air grows heavy with a palpable sense of malevolence. Your pulse quickens. A primal fear grips you as you realize that you are not alone. The spirits of Bangar have awakened, and they are not pleased with your intrusion in their domain. In a moment of terror, you decide that you've had enough. With trembling hands and pounding heart, you make a hasty retreat from the haunted fortress, vowing never to return. As you step into the cool night air, you feel an overwhelming sense of relief. You survive the night in one of the most haunted places in India, but the experience has left an indelible mark on your soul. You reflect on the chilling encounters and inexplicable events that transpired during your visit to Vongar Fort. The legends and stories now carry a weight of truth, and you can't help but wonder if the spirits of the past truly roam the ancient ruins. The haunting memories of your night at Bangar Fort will forever stay with you, serving as a stark reminder of the power and mystery that lie within the realm of the supernatural. You leave with a newfound respect for the haunted history of the fort, and a lingering sense of unease, knowing that the spirits of Bangar continue to haunt those who dare to venture into their enigmatic domain. The next morning, Chloe, Daniel, and Stephen met up in town. It was still early enough that the sun had not yet fully risen. Stephen stretched and yawned in his chair as he saw Chloe approaching. She greeted them both brightly, to which Daniel answered, I had no idea you planned to kill us with sleep deprivation. She just laughed and told him to grow up. After checking that they had everything they needed twice, they started their trip to the fort. It was just a short drive, but it was just enough time for Stephen and Daniel to fully wake up and become excited. Soon they were finally pulling up to the ruins with excitement. Chloe jumped from the passenger seat and was fully amazed. Thanks for the help. Stephen quipped as he pulled the heavy backpack from the trunk. Once they had made their way through the line and paid the due admission, the three friends were finally inside. The fort was everything they had hoped for. The architecture was strange and ancient. Just knowing it had been there for so long was enough to bring a sense of wonder to most people. Chloe walked through what used to be a large arch doorway, 
She turned a corner and could have sworn she caught a glimpse of something, just before her eyes gained full focus. She looked around quickly, but saw nothing. A strange but recognizable dread came over her. She would have likened it to being the same feeling as being a scared child having to run down a dark hallway to reach their parents' room, though the feeling left her about as quickly as it had come on. Stephen noticed she had stopped and yelled, Hey, everything all right? Chloe waved for them to come towards her. Stephen and Daniel gave each other the same confused look, though they shrugged their shoulders and walked over to her. She told them what had just happened to her and reminded them that feelings of dread can mean something supernatural had occurred. Daniel quickly started taking pictures of the corner while Stephen began an audio recording, hoping to catch a ghostly voice or groan. Chloe had always thought such things were nonsense, but she knew arguing would do no good. She walked away, letting them indulge their imaginations. Though many more times throughout the day, she would get strange feelings of nostalgia or a feeling of fear for no reason. It would sound like someone just yelled out in the distance, almost making enough sound to echo off the walls of the ruins. Chloe would turn and look, but find no one at the source. Even though her friends were with her, she felt somehow isolated, like she was in a dream world all alone. She didn't even pay attention to Stephen and Daniel cutting up and joking, actions that would usually embarrass her. The feelings got bad enough that she started to feel physically ill. As she sat down on a rock with her head down, both of her friends began asking her if she was okay. Chloe took a deep breath and told them she was ready to leave. She explained to them how she was feeling and what strange things were happening. The three of them did think that it was odd that only she would be having a reaction this way. Stephen, Daniel, nor any of the tourists seemed to be affected. Chloe's face had gone pale and looked like she might be coming down with something, so they agreed it was time to go home. As Stephen drove the car away from the fort, Chloe began to feel almost immediately better, noticeable enough that she kept promising she was not lying. They stopped for some food, and while eating dinner, Daniel produced what he thought was an amazing idea. Since Chloe had been somehow affected by the fort, it was possible that she could be tied to it through her ancestors or something like that. It would make sense that if they took her back at night, she might spark something in the ruins. Given the fact that none of their pictures or audio yielded any results, which had always been the case, this might be their best opportunity to see something real. The curse of the fort was supposed to be much more powerful in the dark. Stephen quickly reminded Daniel how sick it had made Chloe during the day. He told Daniel he was not willing to risk his friend's health for anything. So, a slight argument was beginning to grow. Chloe interrupted them, saying, I'll do it. She explained that she agreed with Daniel. They had been doing this for years, and she was willing to take a risk to see something real. Stephen, still not liking the idea, finally agreed on the condition that if anything went wrong, they would leave immediately. How are we going to get past the night guards? Chloe asked, causing Stephen to roll his eyes and say, Great, here we go. Well, Daniel began, there's a small shortcut through the forest. We can park on the side of the road and walk into the east side. Once inside, 
We won't be able to use our flashlights, or the guards might spot us. So we'll have to wrap our phones in gray plastic bags to dim down the lights. After parking and making sure their phones were at full charge, each one turned on their phone's lights and stuck them in a bag. It was just enough light to barely see what was in front of them. This made the walk down the hill extremely uncomfortable. Chloe tripped and fell twice, the second time knocking Stephen down in the process. Both were covered in scrapes and leaves by the time they made it to the east side of the fort. Taking turns, each one of them scaled their way into the fort. Daniel made everyone hold still for a few minutes to make sure they had not alerted anyone. Soon he gave the okay for them to move around. Stephen sat for a few minutes looking at his friends and finally asked them, So now what? Daniel looked at Chloe and asked her if she was feeling anything. I was walking around when it happened earlier. Maybe we should try that. She said as she got up and began to carefully make her way around. Daniel and Stephen ride on her heels. She stopped suddenly when the hem of her shorts hung on something. And while Stephen was trying to help her get free, Daniel squatted down and was looking behind him. Through the faint pale light of his phone, he could have sworn he saw something walk from behind one wall to another. For a moment, he didn't think much of it, though he quickly realized the feeling of dread Chloe had described earlier was now upon him. A fear that made him not want to move. Stephen had gotten Chloe loose, and now their attentions both turned to Daniel, staring off into the distance. He looked up at them and said, I think I may have seen someone. Pointing in the direction, he led them both back to the area he was talking about. Stephen said, I don't see anything. As Daniel started to say something, a large chunk of stone broke loose from the wall in front of him, striking him on the foot. He let out a loud scream as his foot was instantly crushed. His friends came running to his aid, trying to move the stone, but it wouldn't budge. It was big, but did not seem to be so large that it could not be rolled by two people. It seemed like some unseen force was holding it in place. After a few moments of Daniel trying to muffle his screams with his own hand, Stephen finally told Chloe to go get help. She reluctantly agreed, knowing it would mean they were caught. She knew she had no other choice. She took off running in the direction she believed the guard shack to be in. Chloe realized she could take the bag off her phone, so while still running, she was ripping it open. Not paying attention to what was under her feet, she tripped over something, causing her to land face first on the ground. As she quickly got back to her feet, she noticed she was not holding her phone anymore. She began looking feverishly for it as she could not see her hand in front of her face. While feeling all over the ground around her, she heard what she thought might be footsteps. Hoping it was a guard, Chloe yelled out, Over here! The footsteps stopped and began quickly moving in her direction. Not with a rhythm of hurried walking, but with a pace that sounded like something running to attack. Chloe became immediately terrified at the sound. As it got right up to her, all she could make out was what looked like a dark silhouette of a large man. As she looked longer, she could tell that he was breathing heavily, 
like he was enraged. She opened her mouth to begin to speak, and he quickly reached down, grabbing her by both sides of her head, picking her up off her feet by both of her ears. She let out a scream that both Stephen and Daniel heard. Daniel looked at Stephen and told him to go help her. Stephen took off running. Daniel watched as Stephen disappeared behind the structures. There was no way he could move or sit. That was not horribly painful. He was breathing heavily and sweating when he heard something behind him. Turning to look, his blood instantly ran cold. Not ten feet away was a large tiger. Daniel began pulling and tugging at his foot, trying to break himself free. The tiger began to move closer, and with one swift swipe of its claws, Daniel's stomach was eviscerated. The large cat bit him on the throat and began pulling at his body. Daniel couldn't scream. He felt crackling and popping in his neck, and then felt nothing else. Stephen was still running, trying to find Chloe. He had gotten his phone out of its bag so he could see better. As he turned a corner, he first saw Chloe's phone laying on a patch of grass, and then he saw her, lying on the ground just a few feet away. Running up to her, he could see that she was severely injured. He rolled her to face him and let out a scream. Her head had been bashed into the wall so many times that bits and pieces of her were everywhere, and her face was unrecognizable. Quickly looking away, not being able to stand seeing her in that shape, he saw someone. Stephen pulled his phone up to shine light on the person. A large hand reached out and grabbed his arm. Getting a glimpse of the person's face, Stephen knew somehow, immediately, it was not a person. The man was dressed in clothes from hundreds of years ago. His face was wrinkled and pale blue. As he threw Stephen to the ground, in front of a large blood-covered tiger, Stephen knew he had finally seen a real ghost. Thank you for joining us to explore the Bangar Fort, India's most notorious haunted site. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, carmencarrion at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. Go to eeriecast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Until next time, be safe out there until I see you at our next destination.